prefer just to go straight in. Oh yeah. The best way. Um, hello world and welcome to Notorious mm. Podcast for Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style. I'm your host John Bass. I'm joined once again by my best friend, sidekick, general wingman, Gary Roy Smith. Hell of a wingman. Hell of a wingman. How are you mate? Very well mate. Very well. Yourself? I'm alright mate. I'm alright. It's cold isn't it? Horrible. The it winter. Fucking, it's always freezing cold every time I come down here. What's going on? I don't know mate. It's, if you leave it so long in between sessions, it's, <laughs> yeah, sorry. it's soon winter to winter. You're not supposed to tell everyone that. <laughs> um, what's, what's new to you mate? What's, what's plans for Christmas? Not a lot. Um, Going to have just a bit of a bit of a chilled one at home. Nice. Um, obviously a bit of travelling and stuff will work so it'd be nice not to go anywhere mate to be fair. Yeah. Sit inside, have a lovely time. Yeah, have some nice mince pies. Oh yeah, many. Mm, some eggnog. Mm, brandy butter. <laughs> what is your what is your choice of um, mince pies? What you brand? Mean? Oh, um, if you can have I, I'm not really fussy to be fair. I'm not that fussy. Um, I don't know. Uh, the Waitrose ones are really nice. Strong. I know that sounds a bit, you know, but they are they are genuinely really they nice. Are good, you know, yeah. They are good. I, you know, apart from the fact they're about nine ninety nine. Yeah, nine hundred pounds for a box of eight. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, obviously, we've been away for a while, and we're sorry, aren't we, guys? Yeah, mate, really sorry. We just, um, we've just been bad. very, yeah, we've been very busy in our um, personal lives and professional lives. So, um, 2018's been crazy, and we are sorry there's been such a big gap. So, more so for you, though, mate. I mean, you know, you've been really busy in, in the music scene. In the music game. In the music game. Yeah. Podcast game. Podcast and verbal um, game. Yeah. Um, but yes, it's just been a bit crazy, but I just want to um, say thanks to everyone. If you, we're still subscribed, or you still subscribe to us and you're listening to this, thank you very much. We do really appreciate it. Um, yeah, absolutely, yeah. We are building very slowly in a nice, steady audience. About 250 people listen to this episode. So if you are in that 250 people, thank you very much. It means a lot to us. Um, we do really appreciate it. Um, we've made a little pact with ourselves that 2019, we're going to um, try and get one out every month. So there'll be 12 podcasts next year. Um, and we'll have a few specials as well hopefully some interviews with various different people as well yeah. um, some yeah. bonus episodes and stuff like that so there'll be a lot more content it'll be a lot more consistent next year so um, thanks for sticking with us we do really appreciate it um, okay let's get stuck into this week's episode um, guys I know um, I always talk about how I'm very east coast biased and you are more west coast leaning so um, you wanted to do Snoop Dogg's uh, debut studio album Doggy Star yeah, which I think is sure. a good shout, mate. Yeah, um, he's just recently had a um, a star <coughs> on the Hollywood Hall of Fame. Yes, well, you know he's, a, he's an LA legend, and he's a Long, yeah. Long Beach legend. So, did you see his um, acceptance speech? No, I haven't seen that. <laughs> so basically, he's like gets his Hollywood um, star. He's smoking. No, he's like he's in a suit and stuff, and he's like standing there, and he basically just goes, "Yeah, so I just want to." Th- uh, he thanks like loads of different people, and then he, at the end, he just goes, "And I just want to thank myself." Snoop motherfucking Actually, yeah, I did, dog I did see that. for being yeah, a complete G, <laughs> and he just goes off and on about. Yeah, it. Like, I heard, I heard about it. Or I saw it on Twitter or something like that. But yeah, what a legend! That's what I love with guys. Yeah, he's so cool. He's the coolest guy on earth. Yeah, he's really cool, and um, it was wicked. Yeah, it was, it was quality. Um, hero, hero. So yeah, obviously now he's got that, and he is kind of. Did he have a pimp cane? Did he have a pimp cut? He might have. I'm disappointed if he didn't. Yeah, I feel like he probably had one tucked underneath the little thing that he was yeah. talking from. Um, but yeah, obviously the guy's a legend, and, and like most of the um, rappers whose albums we cover now, they're kind of getting to that point in their life where they're kind of the elder statesmen of hip hop. But 
What are your kind of overall feelings about um, about Snoop generally in his, his kind of career and him as a person? Then? Yeah, well, mate, like you just touched on, he's forty seven years old. I mean, the guy's a, a true legend, isn't he? I mean, he's a true legend in oh, the game. Mate. It's like you know, he's been he's been around. He's been part of some of the biggest, most important hip hop albums ever made. You know, it depends yeah. which which way you look at it in terms of your preference, east or west. I mean, for me, like you mentioned earlier, I love the west coast hip hop. But I also love East, so it's not like I'm really, you know, yeah, yeah. sort of wed to one over the other. I just, you know, I love hip hop generally. But, you know, I mean, it's just such a recognisable sound, that West Coast sound, and it just paints an image in my mind. And for me, it wouldn't be this, that image wouldn't be the same if Snoop wasn't a part of it, if you, if you see what I mean. Yeah, such, totally. a, such a legend. He's really Truly. iconic, isn't he? Like, yeah. not, not just his, like, um, his voice and his music and stuff but like you see every so often in like high street places like Top Shop and Top Man and stuff they do t-shirts with like hip hop stuff and it tends to be like Biggie and Tupac and stuff but Snoop's like always in there like yeah, more yeah. so than say like a Nas for example or Jay Z like you don't really see them on t-shirts but you do see Snoop so he yeah. has definitely like transcended into like the mainstream which is which is pretty cool yeah sure um, and Famous Family as well yeah yeah We'll get into that in a bit more detail as we move steadily through the podcast. Um, but if, you've, if this is your first time listening to Notorious P.O.D., um, thanks for joining us. But you can go back and listen to all the other episodes at any time. What have we done um, now, mate? We've done Midnight Marauders. Yep. We've done Wu-Tang 36 Chambers. We've done Jesus Liquid Swords. We did a little Kanye West special, <laughs> yeah. which was pretty fun. Dre 2001. Dre 2001. And then, yeah, now Doggy Star. So we've, we've had a good good mix of East and West. We've got loads of different albums. If you want to get in contact with us to like request albums to do, that'd be great. Um, you can follow us on, on Twitter, at uh, NotoriousPOD. You can follow me, at The Real John Bass. That's J-O-N-B-A-S-S. Um, What's your Twitter handle, guys? I don't know, Gary Marina 07. Yeah, Gary Marina. Like. Yeah, you can follow yeah, me. Just Gary re- Marina. Request it on there, and then we'll, we'll um, look at some new ones for the new the new year. But I know we want to do um, the Infamous by Mob Deep. Yeah. Um, we also want to get big shouts to um, Thelonious Filth T um, from the Fighting Cock podcast. Um, he's going to come on next year. He wants to do uh, Biggie Ready to Die. Great. Yeah. Which looking, is great. So looking forward to that. Big shouts to you T if you're listening, mate. Um, so yes, yeah, so we've got some exciting ones coming up for next year, but um, if you've never listened to this before, we have a section called Murder Stats, Murder Statistics, um, where I basically go into all the details about the album, just to give you a bit more of a, an overview as to kind of the numbers and the stats and facts um, around the album. So um, we are now going to give you your Murder Statistic for Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style. Let's roll. These are your Murder Statistics for Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style. Doggy Style is the debut studio album by American rapper Snoop Doggy Dog. It was released on November 23rd, 1993 by Death Row Records and Interscope Records. Critics have praised Snoop Dogg for the lyrical realism that he delivers on this album and for his distinctive vocal flow. Despite some mixed criticism of the album initially upon its release, Doggy Style earned recognition from many music critics as one of the most significant albums of the 1990s, as well as one of the most important hip-hop albums ever released. Much like The Chronic, the distinctive sounds of Doggy Style helped introduce the hip-hop subgenre of G-Funk to a mainstream audience, bringing forward West Coast hip-hop as a dominant force in the early 1990s. Doggy Style debuted at number one on the Billboard 200, selling over 800,000 copies in its first week in the, ni- in the United States alone, which was the record for a debuting artist and the fastest-selling hip-hop album ever at the time. 
Doggy Style was included on the Source magazine's list of 100 best rap albums ever, as well as Rolling Stone magazine's list of essential recordings of the 90s. About.com placed the album in number 17 of the greatest hip-hop rap albums of all time. The album was certified quadruple platinum by the Record Industry Association of America. By November 2015, the album had sold 7 million copies in the United States and over 11 million copies worldwide. The album produced three singles, Who Am I, What's My Name, released October 30th, 1993, Gin and Juice, released January 15th, 1994, and Doggy Dog World, released June 26th, 1994. Those were your murder statistics for Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style. Peace! 440,000 copies a year. That's good. Welcome back. We're just working. We're just doing some maths. It's ridiculous. Some quick maths here. Um, what do you think about them stats? I know I'm um, obviously doing some maths to work out the amount of records Snoop sold each year. Oh, it's just mind-blowing, mate. It really is. You know, I mean, 800,000 copies in week one. You know, that's that's, <laughs> that's really impressive. I mean, I suppose off the back of Snoop featuring on the Chronic, I think it was it was yeah. it was Dre's boy, wasn't it? it was yeah. Bit, you know, the first time that he was sort of coming out there. It was really interesting. I saw an interview with him and he was saying how he just blew up quicker than he could ever have imagined. Yeah. And he was just all of a sudden this guy who didn't really want the fame and he was just like rapping on Dre's album to be in like a huge star. You know, it's just... It is mad, isn't it? Because the Chronic obviously was a huge thing after NWA's a lot of anticipation about it. He comes out and he's featuring on this album and he's like featuring in like some of the key like joints on that record yeah. and he's just quality and, and obviously getting a lot of yeah like you said kind of mass appeal very quickly oh yeah um, and then obviously his debut album then had a whole load of anticipation and it just blows up and becomes a massive massive album but um, yeah so what I, I guess the question I kind of want to ask really is like um, what about this album like kind of what's your overall feeling about it I mean obviously Snoop's got a lot of material and what I want to sort of know is like, what do you think makes this piece of work like different from the others? Like, what's your kind of memories of it? And... I don't know, man. I suppose it's a lot like rappers' first studio debuts in that they always seem to be the most real of, of the yeah. albums that they tend to put out. If you know what I mean, I think like most most raw. See, in this album in particular, there's a lot of um, you know talk about West Coast black and black crime and stuff like that, yeah. um, gang violence and I don't know, to me it just paints, like like I was saying earlier, it paints this pretty dangerous picture of the West Coast and I, I quite I quite like that, I can I can kind of, um, you know, go, go along with that, I, I really like the, the thought of this, you know, dangerous scenario, you yeah. know, crips, crips on floods and all of that kind of stuff, I, you know, it, it's, it's just iconic in that sense. Yeah, no, definitely mate, I agree with you, I think... Um Think especially a lot of the early like West Coast records, they do build this landscape of like downtown LA. Yeah. I like what it what it means to live in that area and like the code that you have to live by and it does does almost feel like a war zone in the sense of like you're kind of always have to be alert about your surroundings and, and everything that comes with it. Um, and even like the kind of like spoils of war, like the women and the parties, you always feel like there's danger around the oh, corner. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Definitely. When did you first come across this album? Can you remember? I actually don't know, mate. Um I guess, you know, just from it being well up there in, in Hall of Fame yeah. stuff, I, d I actually don't know when I, when I first come across it. Um, difficult to say. To be honest, one of the things that I was really drawn to about this album was the artwork the artwork, yeah. and the cover. The I, I just cool, loved man. it and I just thought, what is that? Like, yeah. That's so such an interesting piece of artwork to, yeah. it's kind to of, look at and 
Yeah, it's kind of like a little bit sexualized with like the kind of like what yeah. looks like a female dog with her ass in the air. Yeah, and of course there's the why must I chase the cat along the top, yeah. which was from the funk the funk record. I think it was called the dog in me or whatever. Yeah. But you know, I mean immediately just said funk to me and I was like, Oh right, I've got to check that out. Yeah, like, exactly. The G Funk era. So what um album. Yeah, exactly. So what with that in mind, like what what are your favourite tracks from this album? I'm not going to go for the ov- obvious ones, but I do love the Shiznit. I had it on vinyl. I had it on um, the Death Row compilation. Oh yeah, sick. I remember that. that yeah, sick, yeah. That I remember. I remember playing it. It's just a like a really funky roller and um, sort of very West Coast and definitely yeah. Dre and, and Sugar. You know, the very the very best. You know, producing a West Coast classic. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, obviously there are the big ones. You know, on there the the big tracks that obviously yeah, like mentioned, about, mentioned earlier, what's gin and juice. which I love, and there's you know there's no gin and juice especially, but you know instead of going for the obvious ones, I'll I'll, I'll go for um, yeah the Shiznit. Yeah, fair enough. I, I I would also agree like the the singles, well the big singles like gin and juice, what's my name, obviously like they are just iconic in hip hop. Like yeah. they are ones, especially gin and juice for me. Um, I still just think that is such a banger, oh, just yeah. so hard. I love it. Um, but I also really like Ain't No Fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, I just like the instrumental is just really, really funky and it's like really good to listen to. And it's sort of one of those tracks, like for people that don't like hip hop, you can put that on at a house party and it's just got like a bop to it that people enjoy it. And um, which is crazy, really, because it's essentially kind of a gang rape ish kind of run yeah. the train on girls. Yeah. Very misogynistic kind of vibe. And um, Big Nate as well. Yeah. Hero. Yeah, and obviously, yeah, Nate Dogg is just ridiculous Such on that record. Such a good singer. Such a good singer. And he is one of them, like, on an on any album or any track where Nate Dogg's on it, there's a pr- probably, like, a 90% chance you're going to enjoy it. Yeah, it's going to be a tune. Because yeah. he's just... He's Again, just... so iconic. Like, so stylish in the way that he's so... It's completely unmistakable. Yeah, mate, start. 100%. And that's um, the thing, isn't there, there's that I think we've talked about it before on the pod, that... Um, in order to be like recognised and have longevity in hip hop, people need to identify you by your voice within the first five to ten seconds. Sure. And his is like literally one second. And, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. You mentioned Death Row there, mate. I think while we're doing um, Snoop and obviously we've done Dre 2001, be interesting to talk, talk about Death Row as a label and their impact on hip hop because Death Row are, are kind of almost like kind of quite. Um, yeah, quite iconic in their own right for, yeah. for wrong reasons and also positive reasons in terms of the music. Um, but yeah, what's your? Because we've we've both recently watched this Unsolved, which is if no one's seen it, it's, it's on Netflix, is it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, it's, um, good. it's, it's kind of docu drama, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's actually yeah. done really well, though. It's done really well, and it's a docu drama about um, the LA's uh, investigation into the Biggie and Tupac murders. And you see a little bit of a glimpse into kind of a bit more day-to-day running of like Death Row Records during that time. Yeah. And it's really interesting and, and obviously Suge Knight and, and all the rest of it. So yeah, what's your kind of view of Death Row, mate? What, what did you kind of think of them growing up and now? And... I don't know, mate. It's just, it's difficult. I kind of wish I'd watched that documentary, that, that drama recently. more recently <laughs> yeah. now. But um, I know, I, what can you say? I mean, they are, they are legendary, aren't they? As, yeah. as a record label, that that is, you know, a, a, you know, a legendary label. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's you just kind of have to give them respect for that. Obviously, you know, dis dislike Suge. I think most people most people do. But yeah. at the same time, he's folklore, isn't he? Yeah. It's just it's weird. What can you what can you really say about? He's this? like um he's like a Batman villain, Suge, isn't he? Like, yeah, he is. You always hear stories about him. Like who who in hip hop would you reckon would you back in a fight with Suge? 
Well, who do you think is a fair fight? Sure. Fuck knows. So he's imagine a, they're both in their prime. Because he was an American football player, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. I mean, it's massive, mate. <laughs> <laughs> he's like the fridge. He's like. Who would you? Know, you who, on, I'm gonna go. Who I reckon was fucking hard, and is also a big unit. I'm gonna say 50 before he was sh- got shot. Mm, yeah, he was pretty. He's he a fucking nose, tank, and he's hard. Yeah. Or I, you go someone savage like ODB, yeah, who just like stab him or glass him or something. Oh man, I don't know. I just I think in terms of a out out fight, fuck knows. It's gonna be tough. Are we saying Suge is the hardest man in hip hop then? Oh, I just don't know. I mean. Because if you're taking weapons he out, he wasn't afraid it, to mix it up, was he? I mean, he, he was. Yeah, he was always, you know, scrapping. Blood. I yeah. mean, he just didn't care. Yeah, I mean, he was like, he was you hear so many stories about him and like, and bullying people as well. I mean, like, on yeah. a serious note, he was, he was a horrible person yeah, to work terrible. with and with, and you know, he was physically violent and stuff. And of course, you know, violent to you know his family members and yeah. stuff like that. Which, you know, I mean. He's just nuts. I don't know, mate. I mean, <laughs> what can, yeah, what I think he might be the hardest, like, like person. Complete here. geezer. Um, there is that story as well about Snoop wanting to leave Death Row and him hanging him over the balcony yeah, that's right, by yeah. his ankles until he signed the contract. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty funny image considering Front Snoop's page. fucking about like, hundred foot tall. <laughs> you could probably reach the balcony below. Yeah. You just fucking hold on to that. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, Death Row for me, I was just like. Their logo is fucking cool. Yeah, really cool. And it always felt a bit like, in the same way as we spoke before about like Wu Tang's logo, it felt like almost like horror. Yeah, and sure. like like scary. I felt like Death Rose was like that. It was like, in in terms of like the way that it looks, it was almost similar to like Metallica yeah. and like like death metal bands in terms of like the logo and like the sure. kind of imagery. And um, yeah, I just always thought that they were really cool. Yeah, and I think too. like the fact that they were like and Suge was just like a massive. I actually quite like that. Yeah. <laughs> like that they were just dangerous. Like they did. It felt so dangerous. And like for me, like sure. the, the East Coast always, like musically, I always preferred it. But I really like the mythology around like the West Coast and like that gangster element. True of it. gangster rap. You know, I mean, yeah. like, the whole idea of you know, low riders, you know, luminous green low riders. You know, yeah. with with I don't know leopard print seats and stuff yeah. like that. Like all of that kind of stuff. Like I love all of that. Like, yeah. To me, you, you know, with that like that LA West Coast writing and stuff, and you know, it's like it's all of that. Like to me, that's just so important to yeah. hip And he was creating that. Oh, yeah, was, totally. you know, he was he was one of the creators, and you can't really, you know, I mean, yeah, he's, he's a bit of a lunatic, but yeah, again, legend. Yeah, mate, totally. Um, also, we were talking before about you know, there's that really famous clip of Suge. Um, at one of the award shows, basically calling yeah. out um, Big and Puff and saying like, "Oh, um, if there's any artists out there who um, who don't want their executive producer like all on the tracks, like all up in the videos, dancing, come to Death Row," and like obviously now he's like in prison again yeah. and like he's gone down again for like a long time. And there's this meme going around of him like looking old with his glasses on, saying like that moment you realise you should have been all up in the videos <laughs> dancing. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. Um, so yeah, I mean, he's kind of a tragic figure now, but yeah, I think yeah. his folklore in hip hop is is there yeah. for everyone to see. Absolutely, he's, he's a definitely. Yeah, for sure. Um, mate, we um, last time just the two, but normally we try and have a guest, and we have got um, like I said, we've got hopefully Theronius Phil T coming on next year. We've also got um, Vibes P and Coops are going to do one next year. And uh, two pack and, and Nana Wiser as well. So we've got some guests lined up. But the last time the two of us just did a pod um, on our own. We did a Kanye West special. Um, Kanye's gone fucking nuts yeah, recently. Yeah. His tweeting of 
Drake basically calling him out <laughs> and just going mad it's, it's been pretty funny but last time we did that um, we did like a quiz yeah. do you remember we played yeah, it yeah. live yeah, it was um, so I thought we could do that again for Snoop what so, questions have you got well so I found this online it's from uh, proprofs.com pro proprofs pro professors professional professors is that what it is yeah, proprofs so. quiz maker um, so this is for Snoop so I thought we could play it live alright let's do it and then um yeah, see how we get on. Play see, along, see, see what. Yeah, right. exactly. So, let's give this a go. See how this works. Okay, Snoop Dogg is no longer goes by his name as an artist. What is his name now? Right, and the options are Snoop Tiger, Snoop Lion, Snoop Diddy, and Snoopy Dog, or Snoop Doggy Dog. Well, that was his old name, wasn't it? Um, I heard a rumour that he was like releasing a reggae album and he was calling no, himself no. Snoop Lion. Yeah, well that that was some time ago, wasn't it? I mean, so has I, he changed it again? I think so. I think You're it, kidding. Well, it depends. When was this quiz? Hold on. <laughs> what date is on this quiz? I don't know. Oh, I think it's got to be Snoop I Lion. Think, sorry, well, we know he changed his name to that, don't we? Yeah, yeah, let's go Snoop Lion. All right, we're going Snoop Lion. Hold tight. Okay. Correct. Yeah, just, okay, so now we know when this... Yeah. Because I, I don't... I actually think he's... Oh, this is a good one. What year was Snoop born? Oh, he's 47. So, uh, 1975, 1970, 1971, 1972-1981. Not only is Snoop a singer-songwriter, but also a what? Boxer, martial artist, gymnast, director, or actor? Yeah, he's... Well, we were talking earlier, he was in... Triple threat. He was in Training Day. He's not a dancer. He was in Training Day, though, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He was quality in Training Day. He was good in Training Day, yeah. But then I've also seen him doing, like, boxing. No, for me, he's got to be actor. He's got to be, right? Okay, we'll go for it. I'm going to be livid, mate. I could see him as, like, a... In, like, a judo outfit, Bang. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I could see him like he's yeah. probably quite probably quite good at that. He looks like um what's that Kung Fu Kung Fu? Remember that show? That <laughs> yeah. cartoon, he looks like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hong Kong Fui. <laughs> Hong Kong Fui is Snoop Dogg. Oh, this is quite easy. What record label did Snoop Dogg sign to in nineteen ninety three? Well if you were listening to your rap stats, murder statistics, you will know that it is There's that logo. That's the record. That was the vinyl I had, yeah, that mate. greatest tips vinyl. The other so options <laughs> So yeah, Death Row Records, the other options were Front Row Records, which is actually quite a good name. It's not bad, mate. Death Sentence Records, Row Records, Death Games Record. Death Games Record is wow, terrible. With okay, Snoop, this oh, here we go. Snoop Dogg's debut album, Doggy Star, in 1994, ended up going how many times platinum? Yeah, well, four. We had that, didn't we? From the murder stats, yeah. So was it four, yeah? Four times plat. Damn, boy. Memory. That's unusual. Correct. Mate, you've nailed it. Yeah. Right, we've got five more questions. After leaving Death Row, what record label did Snoop Dogg sign to? Interesting. Not your Limit Records. Limit Yourself Records. No Limit or Limited or Not Limit. It's got to be No Limit, hasn't it? It's no Master limit. P. Yep. Bang. Lyrical blow to the jaw. Correct again. What is Snoop Dogg's real name? Oh, yeah. Do you know yeah, this? Yeah. Oh, mate. Nice one. Right, the options are <laughs> Cordoza Brodus Jr., Cameron Broad Jr., Chasen Brodus Jr., Cordo... Board Junior or Cordoza Board Junior? I've got a fucking clue. What is it? Top one. I think. Hold on. 
Cordoza Broadus Bro- Junior. Broadus, yeah. He's, he's, I know it's Broadus Junior, so if that's the only one that's Broadus Junior. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well done, mate. Good knowledge. Cordoza is a wicked name. Yeah, isn't it? Sick. <laughs> what was his first movie in 1994? Oh, Baby Boy, Old that. School. Bones, Murder Was the Case, Training Day. Well, it's not Training Day. Well, 94... Yeah, no, that Murder Was the Case must have been after that. Yeah. I don't know, though. It wasn't Training Day, that was later. But wasn't Murder Was the Case as a, as a track on this album, right? So it might have been that. And this was 93. Yeah, so this but was... But was it... But this album came out in 94, and this, and this Murder Was the Case came out... Maybe I'll go with what. what I reckon it's that. I don't think it was training day. I, I reckon it it'll be that because that'll be on the on the album. Yes. Lovely. Bang. Basic. Logic. Logic. What was Snoop's character name in Starsky and Hutch? Oh yeah, I forgot he was on this. I want to see Dog, Huggy Bear Brown, Ronnie Rizat, Captain Mac, yeah, Drummer. Huggy, I, think. I think it was Huggy, <laughs> Huggy, Bear, Huggy Bear. What's good about this quiz, which you can't see obviously, is they've got all these little icons for the questions and some of them are fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Okay, uh, last one. We could get 100% here, people. So let's build up the tension with this answer. Which Call of Duty video game did Snoop have a voice role in? What? Wow. A, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. Call of Duty Strike Team. Call of Duty Black Ops 2. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. Call of Duty Ghosts. I haven't got a fucking clue. That's going to throw us, isn't it? This This is... Actually, pop luck. I, I would. I've played most of them. Um, I don't think it's ghosts. Keep going up, mate. Modern Warfare Three. Yeah. Black Ops Two. Uh, Strike Team. Mm. Advanced Warfare. Right. I'm gonna go with um, Black Ops Two. I apologise right. if it's wrong, mate. It's a pure. We're going in, guys. This is to make it 100% on the Snoop Dogg quiz. Black Ops Two. Shit. It was ghosts. It was ghosts. Fuck. Fuck it. Right, so not a bad effort, but we ultimately tricky we, one we again, fucked right? it, yeah. Yeah. Well, it was a good effort, mate. We you know, what can you do? It's one of them, isn't it? Um, okay, so that was our live Snoop Dogg related <laughs> quiz, which we we did fairly Almost aced. fairly badly on. Mm. Yeah. Um okay, so let's get back into doggy style, so to speak. Um what are you said about the production on this album, mate? Um, um Yeah, no. Like incredible, especially you know all the funk samples. Um, you know some incredible samples on there from Parliament. Um, uh, I hire players. Um, Curtis Mayfield. I mean the list is is endless, and you know all from that G funk era type thing. And it's just the the music that I personally love. You know funk and soul, um, and you know it's it's just littered with with samples from from. From that yeah. genre, so to me, yeah, um, Dre just smashes, you know, smashes it out of the park in that sense. Yeah, the, the funk element of this album is obviously makes it what it is, and then obviously that becomes like the G funk era with, with obviously tracks from like Warren G, Nate Dogg, um, Snoop himself, yeah. Dre's obviously like everything that he had a hand in was that G funk era, and it's, it's it's really nice if you appreciate funk, like hearing the way that he uses some of those samples in these records on this album and other albums around that era, around that era. And it's amazing, and like just Dre at this point in time was just absolutely fucking yeah. smashing it. And then interestingly, how the first rap verse is from Lady of Rage on this album. Mm. I mean, like, it's, I don't know, but I need to sort of like look into it a bit more. But that's actually happened on a few hip hop albums where the mm. the artist 
um, isn't the first to to to, um, spit bars. to spit bars. Yeah, on the on the you know on the opening track. So the first rap verse is from Lady of Rage, who was quite who was quite a good rapper to yeah, be yeah. to her, You know. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, look, we're just going to take a quick break, probably to have a cup of tea. Guy's going to piss himself piss, if we don't yeah. stop. So we're going to do that, and then after the break, we are going to get into a little bit more um, about this album in terms of where it ranks in history. We're also going to talk about the top five greatest rappers in history and our personal five favourites. Talking about some of the favourite lyrics, um, just just loads more stuff. So we'll see you after this very quick break. Peace. You just get into the, that frame of mind. Yeah, like, and also fuck. just eating like fucking shit at Christmas. Like people bring round stuff, don't they, to the office? And then you just end up oh, eating mate, it's relentless. fucking shit. And it's my birthday on uh, Tuesday, so I've got to take cakes into the office. <sighs> I don't fucking need that. Tragic. Yeah. Um, yeah, welcome back to Notorious POD. We've now got a cup of tea. Mm. Um, no biscuits, though. No biscuits, though, yeah. Sorry about that. Um, I haven't got it in the budget, so <laughs> a bit of a nightmare. Yeah. If you do want to donate biscuits. <laughs> yeah, feel free to contact us at notoriouspod forward slash pink wafers. Yeah. Um, that'd be great. Um, we were just talking um, quickly in a break about this Unsolved um, program, which is basically about the murders of Tupac and Biggie. And I was just saying to guys, one of the things that I find really interesting about it is that Death Row were really um, caught up in what's called the Rampart scandal, which is like basically police corruption like, yeah. throughout. And, and the, the drama, docudrama, kind of shows this guy called Russell Paul trying to expose that as well, which is like yeah. a massive part of this thing rather than just the investigation. Mm. Um, and the Rampart scandal was absolutely mental, like some of the stuff that police officers were doing um, was just crazy. And it's just really, really interesting kind of moment in time. And again, like the 90s in LA, it builds a picture of like police corruption. Wasn't, yeah. You know, and now obviously it's, it's kind of come back up again with, with police brutality towards the you know, black community in America. Uh, and even here to a certain extent, it's kind of like risen its head again. But in the 90s, it was like fucking everywhere and just mm. exploded everywhere and this, I think this um, docudrama does a good job of like covering that yeah and still to me to this day it's shocking that someone out there knows Mate. isn't it I mean that thought alone yeah. is like probably one of the most publicised murders ever yeah well I think I mean this is not a spoiler alert because if you've never looked into this investigation before mm. you'd know that they've been killed but, yeah. and it's unsolved so we'll never get a definitive answer but I think it's um Keefy D was mm. the guy who said it. I mean, I've seen two different document, like actual documentaries where he basically confessed yeah. to the murder. Yeah. Um, so I kind of feel like that's probably what happened. Yeah, and sure. I, I think Puffy was the guy who, who basically put the money up. Yeah, sure. So that is fucking crazy. But, um, also yeah, mate, yeah. But it's, it's, I think the way that the, um, like you said about the ramp, um, you know, Rampart scandal and stuff, the way that the show depicts that, I yeah. think it's absolutely brilliant. And I love the way that it goes back in time and then sort of comes yeah. to present day. I think it's, it's done so well, genuinely, is well worth watching. It's really if, good. if you love hip hop and you haven't seen it, yeah. you, you've got to watch it. Yeah, definitely. And I'd also recommend um, the Nick Broomfield documentary, which I think is just called Biggie and Tupac. Mm, um, yeah. And he interviews everyone involved in the case, including Russell Paul, who's the like the sort of yeah. main character, one of the yeah. main characters in this documentary. Um, so yeah, definitely check that out as well. Nick Bruford makes loads of great documentaries, mm, so well, yeah. well worth having a look at. Um, okay, mate. So look, let's um, let's get back into the album and, and back into some hip hop chat. Um, in terms of Snoop's legacy, we kind of touched on this at the beginning, but where does he really kind of like um, rank in hip hop history for you? Like. Um, I mean, it's fair to say he would be in like, say there were like league tables. Yeah, sure. He would definitely be Premier League. Yeah, he's absolutely. He's in, in that level. For sure. No, of course. I mean, if you, you know, I mean, we were talking earlier about how do you really measure that? Well, you know, if it's measured based on 
influence and record sales and all of that kind of stuff, then he'd have to be well up there. Yeah. And I think in terms of style, you know, yeah, then he's he's well and truly, you know, a, a tr you know a leg a true in the true sense of the word a legend. Yeah. You know, to me, um, he, he genuinely is. Um, I think he's managed to stay there at the top as well. He's, yeah. he's had real longevity through his career, and he's always. He's always maintained that same style, but he's he's just the music underneath him has has adapted, and as long as as long as it's got that kind of funky, chilled out sort of vi like vibe to mm. it, then his voice fits perfectly over right, it. So, totally. So you know his work with Pharrell, um, for example, I think was really good. The Neptunes work yeah. that he did, you know, I think to me that was great, like beautiful. Still one of my yeah, favourite tunes. Banger. It's such a tune. Let's get high. On yeah, let's, let's get, get blown. High. Let's get blown. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like. For me, mate, you, you have to say, true legend of the game. Yeah, mate, I think what you just said there was absolutely spot on about him. Like, out of all that golden era of artists, like, he has really maintained as a featured artist. He has really maintained that up until this day. Like, he's still on tracks that get released now, yeah. and he doesn't sound out of place, but he hasn't changed his style. Like, he's, he's kept his credibility yeah. and still been a successful commercial artist with all... Artist now, and not just like what's going on in hip hop. Like he's he's done tracks with Katy Perry, but still hasn't lost his credibility. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And, and for me, that's like a testament to his his kind of level of respect that he's got. Yeah. Um, because he's just yeah, he's just such a legend. And of course, we were lucky enough to see him, weren't we? Yeah, um, mate. Wireless. Yeah, I mean, and he was fucking incredible. Yeah, and at the time there it was, was rumours that you weren't going to make it because yeah. he, he got like held at the airport or something, didn't he? Yeah, he, he was like, I mean, yeah, because <laughs> like, apparently drug he was drug charges, yeah. which but, made it even better. But weirdly, fair. I mean, weirdly, I wasn't he was like, incredible. I wasn't that like as excited as I now looking back on it, I should have been. I was kind of like, oh, Snoop said that'll be good, like it's one to tick yeah, off sure. the list. And he, I mean, I think Jay Z was the headline for that. That year, Jay Z and Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Or yeah. no, it was Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake. Brought Timberlake out Jay -Z. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, and I was sort of thinking to myself, like, oh, it's a bit weird that Snoop's like lower down in yeah. the thing. But actually, like him being where he was, he took it from like the day element of it because it was like Miguel and it was a bit more chilled out. And when Snoop came yeah. on, he like really lifted the atmosphere and took it in, into like the party thing, ready for. Yeah, but um, his performance just, was immaculate, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, it was so good. And you realise as well, like how many bangers he has. Yeah, and he just performed them, yeah, like perfectly, like word for word. It was so crystal clear. Yeah, it's great. It was fucking quality. So yeah, if you get a chance to see Snoop live, do it because it was it was quality. Yeah, it was. and it was also he was just. Blazing fat ones like, on the <laughs> yeah. stage like a fucking boss. And he come out like uh, he had all of those like strippers, didn't he? Like bikinis and stuff. Yeah. And I was just like, this guy is just the coolest man on earth. Yeah. Like that's his entourage. Yeah. He's a complete baller. Um, Love him. Okay, so then I, I asked you um, earlier in the week. So we were like putting together the running order, and I was saying to you, right, I think we need to also like open up, broaden the chat a little bit, and talk about like our favourite rappers. And obviously we're having this conversation about you know where Snoop fits in in, in that kind of categories. Um, but there's two things. One, I always think when people say like the best or their top five, I just want to qualify that by saying there's, there's two different things for me. One is like the top five, like the best rappers, and then there's your top five, and I think they're very different things. Yeah. Um, but it's like it's like we were saying earlier, mate. What's the criteria for those for the generally considered top five rappers? You know, yeah. What's that criteria? Yeah. I mean, for me, it's a it has to be a mixture of like they have to be commercially successful to a sure. point. Like they have to have sold a lot of records. Yeah, I they, think that's fair. And they have to have like critical respect. So like they have to have an album or albums that are critically loved and cherished. And yeah, are sure. Classic. Um, they have to have a certified platinum. Yeah. Band. 
And it's I not think, all about sales because no, you know, exactly. the cheeky girls have been there. Yeah, exactly. So it's just like exactly. Um, and then I think it's like, do, have they cut through into like mainstream culture? Sure. And so that, that's why for me, and again, this is not like an official thing, but just like um, if you really look at take all that into consideration, I think the big five are uh, Biggie, Tupac, Nas, Jay Z, and Eminem. Yeah, um, I would go along with that. I think the point that you mentioned about earlier them being immediately recognisable yeah. is so really, like the man really on the street you know? yeah absolutely yeah definitely um, so yeah everyone should be able to recognise who that rapper yeah. is straight away and they've all got like if you think about them they've all got a classic album at least one they've all sold a shit ton of like shit loads of records so just give me that list again mate just give so, me that so Biggie and Puck Biggie and Puck yeah. so they've both got records both got classic albums yeah, yeah. yeah. and everyone knows who they are yeah, sure. Jay Z, yeah, same reason. Eminem and Nas. Now Nas, weirdly enough, based on the criteria given, is only only one West Coast rapper in there for you. Yeah, which is fair. I mean, I'm not not necessarily, you know, I mean, the only one that could really challenge that would potentially be Drake. Yeah, but then Drake's more of a producer. Yeah, sure. The same as like Kanye. Yeah, that's right. I'm not really putting Kanye in there. He's, he's more of an artist. I'm talking about rappers. Yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah and I think that, someone like, clarify, yeah, right? it's like like Drake for example. Yeah, Drake's an incredible artist. He's just not a rapper for me. Like, yeah. like he's not, and that's I'm not knocking him here because I think like I often like try and like pie him off. I do really rate him as an artist. He's just not a rapper. He's not hip hop. So your your top five that you just listed were also all alive during the time that was considered the, the golden the era. pinnacle golden era. Yeah, yeah. and I think they were that, all that rapping were, at, at that time. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, and they to a certain extent maybe like. Um, for example, like Puck and Biggie, you had th those two were kind of the cream at their point in time, and then kind of overlapping those two was Nas and Jay Z. So yeah. although they were around through golden eras, they kind of like transcended, yeah, sure, like through eras as well. But it, they were strong, and then Eminem kind of towards the end of like Jay Z and Nas's kind of point at the top. Yeah, yeah. But they were all in that th those that era of like when rappers were there were so many other brilliant artists, but yeah, they were the yeah. best. Yeah, sure. Whereas I look yeah. at like artists now, and I think like that like the best rappers that are out now would just be mediocre in, in that era. They wouldn't stand out. Like I, I will stand by that, and I know people will be like, "Oh no, so and so." Like J Cole's amazing right now. He's the best in the world, but he's not better than those five that I've mm. named. Mm. He's not. No, he's not. He's not. So when they were alive, he wouldn't have been in that conversation. Sure. Yeah. No. no I, I would go along with you on that. Um, I mean, there's a couple of rappers that you could. You know that you could chuck it. I think probably from back in the more back in the day, and say the origins of hip hop. You yeah. know, for example, Rakim. Yeah, you know, exactly. the, the, You'd have a fair argument, Mate, totally. perhaps putting, you know, substituting Rakim for Jay Z, for example. It or depends, Nas, or Nas maybe. But you know, I think you know you have to. They're the only ones that could really challenge. Are the, the say the, the founding fathers. Yeah, Mate, totally. Rakim is a great shout because mm -hmm. like most MCs, including like Eminem and Jay and Nas, they would say they would look at Rakim they, and say yeah, he is the, like, he the, was the best. Well, the yeah. god MC is yeah, like, exactly. his nickname. Exactly. And even for me, like, um, and I know he's on your personal list. In terms of actual ability and skill, and what he would have been, Big L would have been the best. Hundred percent. In my opinion, Without he would have been the best of all of them. I mean, you look at the material he put out up until you know his his death. I mean, mm. I think he was twenty three or something. Mm. I mean, actually, when you consider that, mm. the material that he put out in that time is just so so good. Yeah. And if if he'd have had a, you know, say a, a longer a longer 
life, a slightly longer life, yeah, then yeah, the material that would have come from him would have just been equally as good, and I think it would have been way up there. So that's why, for me, in terms of his style, I, I absolutely love it. You know, and he's he's on there for me, my top in my top five. Well, give us give us your personal top five, then, mate. Um, so fifth, Q-tip. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think covered in previous podcasts, really. Just absolute love him, love everything about him. True legend, um, Buster. Yeah. Um, for me, so this is obviously starting at fifth. Buster fourth. Um, Big L third. Jay Z second, and first Notorious B.I.G. That's my top five. But you know, again, feel free to challenge it. You know. Mate, so, mate I'm, I've got no problem with that because this for me, th- this is what I mean about the two different lists. If you send out the greatest rappers of all time, and then you're like, I don't know, and you put in someone there who's just like. Just all right, like French Montana. Yeah, sure. I'm going to say, well, he's not better than the five I've named, right? Yeah, sure. But if you're saying my personal favourite is French Montana, then that's just your opinion. Yeah, right? yeah, I can't yeah. argue that. So, yeah. man, I think that's a strong list. I mean, um, Q-Tip for me is, is another one in the sort of Kanye category and Dre category of just legendary artists. Musically like, brilliant. Musically, yeah, just yeah, on yeah, another yeah. level. But saying that, he's a fucking quality rapper. Yeah, and style, again, yeah. he's that recognisable yeah, voice yeah, yeah. and that's bit. Buster is just fucking joke. Right? Yeah, sure. Buster's incredible. Um, I think their their affiliation with Jay Diller as well, both Buster and, and exactly. Tip, you know, to me that like like you say, Matt, on the production side of things, that's where they had their finest finest hours, if you like, was over Jay Diller instrumentals. Mate, totally, I don't agree with that. Big L, I mean, Big L would be in my top five personal favourites, so that's um, that's definitely true. Jay Z, uh, uh, Jay Z gets a lot of hate um, from hip hop heads because he's yeah, like. But, Stop! Stop doing stuff, though, Jay Z. Just give it up, mate. Like, yeah. don't spoil your legacy. I mean, mm. I don't know. Maybe that sounds harsh. Like, maybe it does. But yeah, because I think his. Have you heard his um his verse on the new um, what's his name? Championships. Um, no, I album. no, no, I haven't. Um, it's a track called What's Free, and it's it's just like basically a sample of yeah. uh, What's Beef from right. Biggie. Yeah, yeah. And um, Jay Z's fucking unbelievable on it, mate. Like ridiculous, like one of the best verses of the year. Yeah, but just do hip hop. Stop doing shit with your wife. Yeah, I know, it's, mate. It's, I it's a bit. I mean, celebrity it's embarrassing. It's, annoying, it's yeah. just like, mate, like be a hip hop artist. I, like, I just maintain so much respect for him. If yeah. he's achieved everything he's achieved in the game, but then he's still, a G. still doing his, is you know, mm. his sort of, you know, it's like Snoop, like Marcy East, yeah, yeah. East hip hop. It's know, like Snoop. Like, Snoop's still got his. Um, West Coast gangster credibility. Exactly. And he's still making music, still making money. Yeah. I just don't really get Jay Z's obsession with like the celebrity thing. I just find no. it a bit weird. Like, with Jay Z, like, you don't need it. No, like, you you've don't. got fucking cheese, boy. I you don't know. I suppose, up. you know, it's fair to say that in doing that, he's appealing to the mass market. Whereas, why would he keep, you know, hip hop heads yeah, happy, true. which is, you know, a massive minority compared to where he could be accessing, yeah. you know, like through the Carters, you know, he's obviously, you know, accessing a much bigger market, isn't he? Mate, yeah. Totally. But you're already filthy rich. I it's know. just like... That's what I don't really get about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my, my, big, my top five, I guess, personal favourites would be Big, Big yeah. L, yeah. Uh, Common, it's actually like... Fair enough. I, I, I don't know what it is that resonates, me so, resonates with me so much about Common, but... Like his his albums, they're just really like lyrically. He's fucking exceptional. Like I really rate him lyrically, and also he has worked with um, pretty much all of his albums from the beginning. Uh, no ID. Yep. Uh, Jay Diller yep. and Premier. Yeah. And, and Kanye. So they're like my favorite producers. Yeah. And 
Um, yeah, the beats were always just ridiculous. He's, yeah. he's, he's just he's just quality. Like, I really, really rate him highly. Um, and then... Yeah, and that B album as well is just so Yeah. Cool. And I mean, he's got, he's, got, he's got so many great albums, mate, hasn't he? Ridiculous. Um, I would also say, like again, like from a, from an ability point of view, like most deaf. Yeah, sure. I just think he's really like an incredible rapper. And then, and then it's a difficult one because anyone, there are so anyone many from the Wu Tang. Well, I was gonna say Raekwon. Yeah, sure. Because I think Raekwon is like for me is the kind yeah. of central point of Wu that he holds them together yeah. lyrically. He's, in my opinion, in terms of like rapability, he's the best rapper in Wu Tang. Yeah, sure. I know. I know we talked about it in episode one, but. Jay Z maintains to this day that ODB was the, mm. one of the best rappers on earth, mm. and he would have, you know, like been something incredible. You know, like he, yeah. he again, so um, the, the voice was so recognizable. Yeah, totally. You know. He's also a fucking lunatic. <laughs> sure. um, okay, let's get back to um, to Doggy Style really quickly. What um, have you got any favourite lyrics or favourite verses from the album? Uh, not not really. My I mean, my favourite verse is that um, is from the first verse of Gin and Juice. Um, Snoop just comes in and just fucking blows that blows that track away um, and I yeah, just think he, yeah, his delivery yeah. on that first track's quality yeah it's great um, I just one of the lyrics that you know in, in preparing for, for the podcast just jumped out to me was um, I've written it down so he says now I'm fresh dressed like a million bucks threw on my white socks with all my blue chuck uh, with my all blue chucks Stepped out of the house, stopped short. Oh no, went back in. I forgot my Indo. It's just like yeah, it's cool. So um, so West Coast, so Snoop. Yeah. Like I can just picture, picture him. Yeah. I can just picture him in that outfit. You know, just hero, Mate, absolute hero. Um, obviously, we, we were just speaking about the fact that Snoop's still really relevant today, and he's obviously done a lot of collaborations in his career. Um, who would you like to see him collaborate with, me? Like Mate, anyone that's alive. Such a good question. Um, Ollie Mers. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, but again, doesn't lose mm. credibility. Um, Ollie Merce must be so happy with that. Um, but no, actually, <laughs> I'd love more Pharrell Snoop. Um, go back to that again okay. a little bit. But actually, UK artist, yeah. imagine JME. Imagine Snoop on Grime. Oh, like, mate, I, I can see that. Imagine with like Jammer or someone like that, you know, it'd be so cool. That would be really good, actually. I, could really I don't really think about that. Yeah, like a UK. JME, uh, Snoop. Collab would be incredible. Mate, that's Skepta, Snoop. That's a great show. Yeah, um, I'd love to hear and see that. that mate, that's yeah, that is a really good show. Um, okay, um, well look, on each basically at the end of each episode, we try to well, we originally tried to rank these albums in order, but mm, yeah. I basically thought it was too difficult to decide. Like when you got especially as the bigger the list gets, where who goes where. So basically, I, I think we should rechange the format. So essentially, it's like winner stays on. So Wu Tang had. had Beating the other albums essentially each week because we no one had been a better album. Yeah, in your view, mate. <laughs> always, it's always in my view. Um, but we have to decide basically each week if something beats this album. So, say for example, we decide that Doggy Star was a more important hip hop album than Thirty Six Chambers. It wins, and then next week it I'm not. Something. I'm not ready to have a debate with you, mate. Do you genuinely think <laughs> Doggy Star was a more important album than Hip Hop? Um, Thirty Six Chambers. The, you, I, the problem is, mate. You're you're so much more East Coast biased. You know, but I just I I can't I can't say that you know it doesn't it's not an important it's, I'm not saying it's not an important yeah I, yeah I think it is do I you think, no no I, th I think that to me personally um it was so important it was so important like okay we haven't done the chronic you know probably the chronic was more important than, than doggy style but it's just it's just one of them that I think I think the reviews that we do they're all so 
the, the albums themselves are so important to hip hop mm. that it's difficult to to debate it, to debate it. Mm. Um, I don't know, mate. You you know it's your podcast. I don't know, buddy. Yeah, yeah. maybe we should maybe we should just give up. On, <laughs> give up on sure. trying to rank them because it's, it's impossible. It just does you because, mate, I, I totally get your argument. It's not like I'm saying oh nothing can ever beat Fate's Chambers because I think there are a few albums that are better. Yeah, but yeah, I just like it's difficult, isn't it? Because you always it's a bit like. I know you don't watch it, but it's a bit like X Factor, where like at the end they always have like two people, and they're supposed to give a they they do a performance, and then they're supposed to go right based on that performance, I'm going to put through so and so, right? But every fucking time you watch it, they give a different reason why they're going to put the person through. Yeah, sure. They'll go, well, you know, obviously you both did your songs there, but um, based on the fact that you're younger and you've got more potential, I'm going to put you through. But why are they? Why have we just watched them sing for free? Yeah, actually? sure, yeah. Waste yeah. of time. Um, okay, well then, based yeah, on so it's it's just difficult. Man. Yeah, what can you say? We're Let's just give up on ranking them. We'll, just well get I think I right think now. that you know probably what we could do is um, through the Twitter we could perhaps you know, do, polls, do a poll yeah, and then and then put it out to everyone else because everyone else has always got an, an opinion on this. You know. Yeah, it's a good shout. So yeah, make um, sure you um, following the notorious Pod on Twitter. And then we'll put some polls up. Yeah, and sure, you, why not? You can let us know what you think. Yeah, because um, we don't get it right now, let's be fair. No, exactly. We've um, got our own opinions. Our own biases, yeah. exactly. Um, also, just remember, we always add um, all the songs that we um, talk about on the podcast onto a Spotify playlist. If you just go on Spotify and search for The Notorious P.O.D. or Notorious Podcast Joints, um, you should find it there. Um, I'll tweet the link out on Twitter and everything like that once, so make sure you're following us on that. That's going to be a great playlist. It's good. Um, it's, it's got some bangers. Just to, I mean, I can bring up some of the ones that we've got on there already that are um, just, you know, from some of the albums that we've done already um, that, are, that are quality. Yeah, sure. Um, let me have a look here. Just um, fill some time. Notorious Podcast Joints, here we go. So it's got uh, Bonita Applebaum, uh, Tribal Quest, Above the Clouds, Gangstar, uh, Cream. Cream. Um, I'm going to drop an N-bomb here, so warning, this is the name of the track, Sucker Nigger by Tricle Quest, MCs Act Like They Don't Know, Protect Your Neck, Wu-Tang, Steve Bilko, Tricle Quest, Can I Kick It, Tricle Quest, Let's Ride, Q-Tip, Method Man, Wu-Tang Clan, Forgot About Dre, uh, Electric Relaxation, um, Tricle Quest, yeah. Oh My God, Tricle Quest, Thought You Was Nice, Five Dog, Tears, Wu-Tang, Flavor In Your Ear, Craig Mack, Like Speed, Dr. Dre, A Wall Tour, Vibrant Thing, Q-Tip. Uh, Infinity, which is uh, XXX Tentation featuring Joey Ballard. Yeah, we Still used the, the pod, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, and if, yeah, I mean, it's not just the albums we review. I mean, if we mention tracks from other artists um, or we talk about them, we put them on here. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, Invincible, Capone, Noriega, Living in the World Stage. I mean, just bangers. And we'll be adding all of these uh, albums from Doggy Style and any of the ones that we've mentioned stay on there as well. Um, okay, so before we leave you, we always um, try and um, ask or get asked some questions that are a little bit out there we're still doing this we're still doing this mate I know how much you enjoy these um, <laughs> this one is fucking brilliant would you rather so right I'll, I'll make this as clear as I can so would you rather every time you orgasm you shit yourself violently right okay so like just explosive diarrhoea right or every time you sneeze you ejaculate a coke can's worth of jizz so you got it yeah I would I think that's quite straightforward, actually, mm. because if you sneeze and you ejaculate a Coke can's worth of jizz, you're only really embarrassing yourself. If you're potentially having intercourse with someone yeah. and you have an orgasm and you violently shit yourself <laughs> all over them, yeah. then that is quite embarrassing. It is quite embarrassing, but then I'll, I'll pitch you this. Say you're giving a... Um, 
like in your job, I know you give presentations. That's a lot of jizz though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, mate. That's what I'm saying. So you're giving a presentation, right, to some of your colleagues. Bit of dust goes up the old nozzle. Sneeze. Ugh! Jizz. Mm. A fucking Coke can's worth of jizz, mate. Yeah, it's and a lot. You'll see it like in your suit or whatever. But could you... But could you not prepare for it? I mean, I suppose you I could prepare you could, for yeah. the orgasm thing as well. Exactly, yeah. Um, you could tie... What would you do to prepare for it? Well, you do, what, what do you mean? Prepare for which one? Either. Um, well, you could wear a nappy, couldn't you? With a, with a oh. hole in the front for, for the orgasm one. Right, so put your cock out the front of it. Yeah, so at then. least you're not covering someone in shit if you <laughs> haven't <laughs> And if you're wanking as well, like, that's just a nightmare. You'd have to wank on the toilet always. Yeah, sure. Um, and the... the the Coke cans worth of jizz. Well, again, you could have, you could fashion some kind of nappy. thing, couldn't you? But, but just like think about that, you'd have to wear a nappy every day then, just on the off chance you, you would sneeze. You? But you'd have to wear a nappy for sex as well. <laughs> so horrible. <laughs> um, Which one are you go for then, mate? No, I'm going to stick with my original. I'm going to stick with my original. Which is sneeze if you ejaculate. Yeah. That much jizz is going to stink as well. Oh, do you know man. what I mean? And the stickiness. Like, especially if you're somewhere like... If you are public. So say you sneeze and you're given a speech, right? You're in a suit. It's a dark suit. So they can't see the jizz. But you've got a Coke cans worth of... That'll go down your leg. But jizz smells shoes. better than violent diarrhea. It does, yeah. I, I would also go for the... If you sneeze, you ejaculate a Coke cans worth of jizz. Yeah, I think so. I mean... The, the, <laughs> The other option is just horrible. The other option is so bad because, yeah, it's, it's not just during you could sex. Never, like, you could never wank, wank and enjoy yeah. yourself. You, know, like you could never do that. You could never wank. You could never really yeah, like, Well, you could on the bob. Actually, you could on the yeah, bob. Yeah, wank That's on the bob. not a bad idea. That's what I mean, yeah. That's all right. But aside from that, it's, it's fucking horrendous. Um, okay, well, look, if you want to ask us questions like that again, yeah. chuck it to us at Twitter. Um, oh, we'll just get involved with that. Um, well, look, thanks very much for listening. Like I said, um, for those of you that have been rocking with us for a little while, thank you so much for sticking with us. Really appreciate it. The Twitter is at NotoriousP underscore O underscore D. Um, so you can, follow, uh, you can follow me on Insta or Twitter at The Real John Bass. That's J O N B A S S. I've also got my radio show now, which is on um, pulse88.co.uk. It's every Thursday at 11pm. It's called Hold You Down. And it's basically a real hip-hop show for real hip-hop heads. You can also now get that show as a podcast as well. Um, so if you just type in on wherever you get your podcasts, Hold You Down. Um, if you search my name, John Bass, it'll also come up. John Bass Presents Hold You Down. Um, so you can get those podcasts everywhere. So make sure that you um, please subscribe to that. I'd really appreciate it. If you listen to the show, I imagine you like hip-hop. Um, and it's a real hip hop show, golden era, 80s, 90s, noughties. There's no mumble rap, no trap, nothing like that. Just boom bap hip hop. It's great. You should love it. Um, and then you can also listen to my um, mixes as well on Mixcloud. Again, if you just search for my name, John Bash, you'll be able to find that. So um, make sure you do that. Um, and obviously, if you want to leave any um, reviews and you want to rate this podcast or hold you down podcast, then please do that because they help as well. And we can get sponsors and, and give up our jobs and just become podcast magnates um, Gaz thanks very much mate as always Welcome, anything, mate. anything you're doing uh, music wise what about your SoundCloud and all that yeah SoundCloud's still being updated I've put a couple of mixes on there since the last time um, so uh, I'm working on a new one at the moment which is uh, an old school hip hop mix Deez. so every every time I do one I try and change the, the theme and the, the style really just to show a broad ability um, yeah. and also so that my listeners can can put something on to suit a particular mood yeah. instead of just concentrating on one genre. So what type of mixes have you got on there at the minute, mate? Um, well, um, house mixes, uh, summertime house mixes, spring breaks. Uh, so it's a bit of a sort of more of like a 
casual sort of pool party yeah. mix. Um, I've got a barber's mix as well. Um, so someone, my barber actually asked if I could do one for him. Oh, so if you're if you're in that game, it's basically um, just uplifting. It's a two-hour set. It's the kind of thing you could just put on with no adverts and yeah. all that sort of stuff. And um, you know, it's nice for uh, nice for the atmosphere and the barbers on Saturdays. Um, and then. Um, garage, of course, which is my heart, really. Yeah. Um, so I think I mentioned before, um, that's pretty much where where our music love started, mate, wasn't it? I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, so garage, still very old school garage, still very much so something I um, I do a lot of mixing with. So, so yeah, yeah, some mixes on there. Cool. Um, so make sure you check that out. What's yeah. your What's your SoundCloud? It's just my name, Gary Smith. Um, so it's pretty simple. Really. Yeah, pretty simple. There, there might be a few on there, but you you'll you'll see that. Um, the mix, uh, which was one of the original garage ones, has a picture of a Big Ben, of Big Ben with a green light at the top. So that's how you can identify there we go. my profile. And we're still looking for DJ names for Gaz, so make sure you submit them to Notorious uh, POD as well on Twitter. Sure. Give us some suggestions. Huggies pull-ups. <laughs> Huggy pull-up DJ. Yeah. Cheers in a meeting. Cheers in a coke can. Cheers in a coke can. Um, okay, yeah, so look, thanks very much for joining us. Um, this will be the last episode for this year, obviously, because we're, we're rapidly approaching Christmas. We'll get the next one out to you at the end of January, hopefully, before then, maybe we'll get together. Yeah. Um, and sure. yeah, stay, stay locked in. So thank you very much for joining us and get ready for the next episode. Peace! Right, let's go. Hello, and welcome to Man's Not What, Season 1, Episode 2. Hello everyone. Alright Hal? Yeah, good, are you? I'm alright mate, how's your week been? Yeah, alright. Been up to anything exciting? Exciting, no. Same. Not off the top of my head, it's kind of like January, back to work kind of vibes. It's boring, I've been ill, I've been off week, off week, off work a week <laughs> and I feel weak from a lack of work. For the week? Yeah, for the week. Um, first episode was alright, wasn't it? Yeah, it was really nice, and thanks to everyone who's listened so far. Yeah, thank you, and those that are following us, because we now have social media feeds. We do, we? we have an Instagram account, so if you'd like to follow us and see all the antics that we're up to, it's Man's Not What on Instagram, and we're also on Twitter, it's at Man's Not What, so it's nice and easy to remember. Simple, keep it simple, keep it safe, that's the way forward. Um... Are you excited about this episode? Very excited. Do you have Not... any idea of what we're going to talk about? No, I have no idea what you've got coming out. Great, have you been keeping an eye on the news this week? Obviously not. Not really, no. Perfect. Okay, should we find out what's coming up on this week's show? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it, baby. <laughs> <laughs>